to Be the Evidence podcast with Susan Grace and Abu Mass. All right, so we are getting ready to transition out of some retrogrades. Yeah, just two more days when we're recording this, but it, it will be out when it goes up. Perfect. Oh, right, huh? It's right. Yeah. Like, like, like there's like this deep breath that comes in deep into my lungs of like, oh yeah, I can breathe again. Okay, we're getting there. We're getting close. We're alive. <laughs> wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I was I was thinking about last night. I was thinking about what do you what do you do with that? What do you do? How do you go forward out of being kind of brought to your knees? Mm-hmm. Because you don't just want to run out of here and go, it's over. Da, da, da. You know, what have you learned from this? Right. There's something about this we need to carry forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such an important piece, I think, in that. Um, I think that's been a, probably an old paradigm philosophy is like things happen to you and then you just move forward from them without that reflection period. And I really think the reason why we've gone through all of these three eclipses and seven retrogrades is to be like, no, sweetheart, you have to reflect on what just occurred over the last three month period. And then, and longer than that, I guess. Um, And then also how do you apply that knowledge going forward? You can't just move on and forget, you know? Right. And uh, I think that there's something that happens to us when we run around thinking we know it all. Mm-hmm. You, you become a know-it-all. You think you can control everything. You don't trust life. You don't self-reflect. And I think there's a lot to be said for being humbled a little bit and learn how to kind of stay humbled going forward and go, wow, I have been brought into my core and I kind of want to stay here. I kind of want to stay in trusting life to unfold how it's going to. I want to, I want to stay in the general area of not having full control, although we're going to be able to make decisions and take actions and move forward in some ways, mm-hmm. soon. but we're still we're, in the long run, in the long game, we are not fully in control of how life is going to show up. We need to stay there mm-hmm. and, and keep understanding that. Meaning an allowance of it. I keep thinking of, um, so I guess probably a month ago and it's coming to my mind because the other day my son is really into snakes right now. And so we went to this snake emporium and got to look at like over 200 snakes, right? Super cool. And so we were talking about being bitten by snakes. And a couple of months ago I was out in the yard and we found a king snake and he was trapped in our yard and netting, right? And I went to try to rescue him um, and cut away the netting. And so like a king snake is not venomous, cannot kill you, but it's still a snake, <laughs> right? Still and, does what it does. Right? And so like, I'm like trying to soothe the, th- the snake and calm it down and be like, hey, dude, I'm not going to hurt you, but I would like to free you because obviously you're trapped and you'll die here. And so I was picking him up and pulling him out. And obviously he's agitated. He's been trapped in the net and this human is coming around him with scissors cutting near his skin. I would be agitated too if I was in that state. So he bites me. And, you know, I had that moment where I'm like looking at the snake, looking at the bite mark on my hand and being like, I'm not going to die. And thank you for biting me, for protecting yourself. And like, I just got bit by a snake. Holy shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I'm holding him and trying to cut him loose again. And he bites me two times. And I, 
sat there and I finally got him free and I put him back out so he could slither into the water um, near our place. And it was that piece that keeps coming up to me of that you're, I'm not in control. I was never in control of that snake. As much as I wanted to help him, I was not in control of him. He is still able to protect himself, to respond to the stimulus that's happening around him. But I am very humble in the fact of like, okay, I can be bit by a snake and also help him on his journey and one, not be killed, thank goodness. You know, like, and also that there is a bigger power there, that like there is a synergy that has to happen, that he and I had to work together on some level so he could be freed. And I think that's more of the example of what's happening is like, we've been brought to our knees by what has occurred and there is a synergy, there is a request for us to give way to it, to allow it to unfold, but also to equally show up and do our part in it. And we cannot turn a blind eye to that. And <clears throat> rather than, you could have aggressively reacted to that. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could yeah. have- like, I could have dropped him, I could have chucked him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that brings to mind Chiron and Aries to me right now. Mm. Chiron, and, which is now retrograde. Chiron retrograde in Aries. Uh, Chiron in Aries is having us heal how we've hurt ourselves and each other as incarnated people namely with our mm, strength and ego, anger, mm -hmm. power. And um, you and I were talking about this earlier that <clears throat> um, our egos can have us whenever we've been wounded or we've taken a hit, we'll have us just throw an ace bandage around it and run back out in the field. Right. And Chiron and Aries is going, wait a second, be still. You need to heal this all the way. Mm -hmm. You need to evaluate. You need to think about how you're going to use your own ego in this situation, not for destruction, but for protecting vulnerability and moving forward in a conscious way, that kind of stuff. All of us are going to be doing that for eight years. We're going to come out of the retrograde in Pisces in the spring. And then for eight years, we're going to be sitting in that. So whenever we, we have something that takes a hit to us, not reacting in a destructive way and going, okay. How, how are we going to handle this right now? And, and you used it for liberation. Mm -hmm. And then you probably needed to tend to your wound. Yeah, absolutely. That was but really I, smart. And I think it also brings up like that place of like, that's where I think humbleness comes in is sort of like where, when we can disassociate from the egoic reaction of, I've been attacked, I should react. I need to defend, right? And move into that place of, I've been attacked. Okay, I can take a deep breath. I can see how best I could respond here and recognize that there are other things that are acting out in this situation that are not just about me, that are not just about my con elusive control of the situation and recognize that we are all moving parts in this bigger macrocosm of a world. Right. And, and it goes to uh, Mercury retrograde in Leo now too, right? Mm -hmm. We were talking about having your own back. Right. Having your own back doesn't mean that you tell yourself you're better than everybody else and nobody else matters. It means that when you take a hit, you go, hey, you're all right. Mm -hmm. You're all right. To make an assessment, what's going on? How can I best react? But not, fuck this shit. And you right. start annihilating people because you're better than everybody else. That's not how this works. I think that's Mercury retrograde in Leo too. Mm -hmm. And then when this podcast comes out, we will have moved the mercury will be going direct at that point in time. That's right. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really the request of, of mercury as to how do we 
use that lesson in day to days in our moments to come in the next however long in the rest of our lives really of how do you apply that knowledge of stopping assessing um and looking at the situation yesterday um my son was having like a, a flare-up and was having an emotional reaction to some things that were going on and i was talking to him about the acronym halt um where it's like when we are hungry when we're angry when we need to listen and we might be tired we need to just stop and just assess what's going on of like okay am i hungry maybe i'm feeling something in my body right now maybe i just need to listen what's going on or maybe i just need to lay down and rest and like using that as a place to move forward from rather than like that instantaneous reaction and i really believe that that is some work that requires attention and detail you know yeah I, so that halt oh, i that's interesting to me. Why is that necessary? Because we need it as adults too. It's not just for children. Yes, right? exactly. And I, and I, I wonder if, and you tell me, you would know more than I do. I wonder if we need that because we're reacting. To, we're reacting. It's fine. <laughs> Dog sitting people. <laughs> I wonder if, I wonder if we need to apply halt to ourselves because we are reacting against life like i don't want this to be happening right now mm -hmm. oh, well it is so calm down right it is happening yeah i think that it is pertinent as adults and children because we are it is happening and i think remembering the whole acronym helps us look at the deeper layer whereas like we get hit with the stimulus of somebody's attacked you they've criticized you and you immediately want to react to that but if we can remember halt then it it provokes us and it sort of picks us of like okay but what's going on deeper than that yes you want to protect yourself yes you want to react but is there another underlying current behind that that is actually telling you something more about where you are in your energetic field and in your spiritual field and where you are physically because that like if we can continue to unravel those layers before we react like that's where we get into our sacredness that's how we maintain being sacred in day-to-day -day situations no matter what is being thrown at us I was at Meet the Teacher uh -huh. last night. Yeah. And um, so it was all of my son's going into fifth grade. So it was all fifth grade in one room, one classroom. Oh, wow. And their parents. <laughs> wow. And people are like, ah, I'm so happy to see you. And the parents are like, be quiet. And then there was a, a mom next to me with younger kids that kept telling her kids, inside voice. I'm like, no, no voice. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking. <laughs> And it was just mass chaos while the teachers were trying to tell us what was going to happen in the year. And I found myself looking around, having to control myself from going, everybody sit down and be quiet. And then I was like, whoa, this is not your gig. Okay. <laughs> Ego check. <laughs> this is happening. This mm -hmm. is happening. Adjust. Adjust mm -hmm. yourself. I mean, you're not in control of everything. Yeah. And I felt better. When I was like, yeah, this isn't your deal. And I was like, all right, we're just going to sit in chaos. Mm -hmm. And I felt better, not worse. I felt better when I was like, yep, chaos is happening right now. That's, I think there's such freedom in that. Like I remember, you know, I think as all of us do, we all come from kind of dysfunctional families in some aspect or another, you know, like there, I don't believe that anybody has a picture perfect family. There's always some kind of work that could be done there. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I remember talking to a friend and she was like, oh, well, I mean, they aren't your monkeys and that's not your circus. You don't have to be the ringmaster. And I'm like, oh yeah, like <laughs> I, I'm not in control of the circus. You're right. Like it, it, it really creates a lot of freedom because then it's like almost, you can step back and sort of play the, um, the silent observer of, okay, well, it, there is chaos in front of me. And is there a lesson that I'm supposed to be learning here? Is there a message coming through to me? Because if we can start like flipping the script and being like, okay, well, even when I want to react and I want to control, is there a bigger message that is trying to play out for me? If there is, hey, I'm ready to listen. Go yeah, ahead and even, over. Even in, so that the classroom example, mm -hmm. when I was able to say, you're not in control here, let, let things happen. Then I was, I was able to look around and go, these are kids who haven't seen each other all summer. That's all this is. Mm -hmm. and, and then I was like, yeah, good, calm down. It's not, what, it may, it's not always what you think. Right. There's always, there, maybe there's something else going on. Mm -hmm. And you trying to control it is stopping life from happening, maybe in a way that it needs to happen, maybe in a way that's really beautiful, mm -hmm. maybe in a way that's bringing laughter and joy, and you just think it shouldn't be happening that way. Right. Yeah, and I think in that release, like... And the recognition that we are not in control and that we are being requested to be in a co-partnership with life and letting it life unfold. I think that's where we were talking about Mars going direct um, and the confidence that you can reclaim in that place of like, oh, maybe I don't have to be in control. Maybe like I can meet life in the middle and it can unfold. And I can also be very confident in the fact that it's got me. Life's got me. I'm supported. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I so as we're recording this, um, it's going to be ten days until Mars goes direct. First mm -hmm. of all, I'm excited for men. Men have had a real hard time with Mars in retrograde. A lot of insecurity. A lot of not being able to figure things out, not force things to happen. Um, but it's happening. It's been happening for obviously for women too. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> we've been asked to uh, not, again, not force things and not be able to dictate how life is going to unfold. And when Mars goes direct in Capricorn, we're going to be able to start making decisions again. We're going to be able to start making things land. But we need to remember not being able this this time of not being able to do it, and maybe take a second and go. Do I need to force something to happen here? Or maybe do we need to see if it'll solve itself or unfold on its own or unravel in its own way? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a willingness to step into the place of like having just space and trusting, you know, and I think deepening our conversation with spirit, with universe, with our guides, with God, whatever you may say of like, okay, do you have this? Do you do you need me to show up? I'm open to showing up. I'm happy to step forward, but like, can we work this out together? Um, in recognizing that there is an opportunity to trust and release control and that, and also that, um, it will unfold as it's supposed to. And I feel like you'll, you may know when the control, when the decision is requested. And I'm trying to feel like, Okay, well, how would you know when you are requested to make the decision versus to let life lead you? God, that's so interesting, Aubrey, because we're, we've been in this window where, where we're, we've been learning that we're not in control. And so right. what happens when it starts going direct and life starts to go, okay, your turn. Yep. And we're like, are, are, are you sure? Are you, are you sure it's me? my turn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, how do you balance that? How do you balance out? Life is still going to show up, but now life is going to give you so, enough rope to hang yourself. Mm-hmm. It's up to you now. What are you going to do? Yeah. I think that remembering the power of choice, you know, um, my girlfriend and I have been talking about this. You know that I'm in, beginning my PhD program in mind-body medicine. And um, my f- girlfriend is starting a program in energetic medicine. And she and both of us were like, I don't know if it's going to, I don't know if it's going to pan out. Like, I don't know if this is really what's going to be what I'm doing for the next four years. We'll, we'll, we shall see. And I walked away from that conversation being like, but it's just a choice. You get to choose, like, but you don't know without choosing it. So I'm not going to know whether or not the PhD program is going to work if I just sit in this place of like, okay, well, you show me, we'll wait and see and not actively engage in the actual program. Mm-hmm. Like there has to be a, a, a little bit of ownership of like, no, I'm willing to make this choice and I'm willing to put ownership behind it of like, I'm going to put money down or I'm going to go to the event or I am going to send out a new resume or I'm going to pack some boxes to leave the relationship. You know, like there has to be an actual action taken towards the choice rather than leaving it in that mental realm. That's right. I got, I, I can feel the effects of the retrogrades on, on me because now I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot that. I, I, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say that all the time is that you have to take action to give energy momentum forward. And then if you're off, life has something to work with. Mm-hmm. If you're off, life will go, nope, wrong answer. And you'll get a block. Yeah. Or, or it'll say close, but we need to steer you a little to the left. Give it something to work with, and then you're rolling. So, so you may not know how it's going to go all the way. You don't need to know. Mm-mm. Life can see further than you, but yes. it's also asking you to participate. So if, you, if you'll just start walking forward, then life will pivot you where it needs to. And sometimes, sometimes life is going to let you go a little bit over the cliff because mm-hmm. you need to learn a lesson about saving yourself or boundaries or protection, those kinds of things. But if you listen, it will pivot you as you go forward, but just go forward. Right. Yeah. You have to actually choose it. And I think that's, that can be hard, especially given the fact that we have, or we're coming out of this time where we're like, I can't make any decisions because I don't know where I'm going. And then to all of a sudden be in the place again where, okay, I can make decisions. I have confidence in making decisions. Um, and I have to put actions behind it. You know, like there, it's really kind of elusive to want to stay in that mental realm of like, oh, well, will it work out? Will it not work out? Should I do this? Should I not do this? You know, it keeps you from, it keeps you held back. And I think that's just another way that we keep ourselves small, you know, like it is very tantalizing to roll over all of the options in our brains, roll over how everything could pan out. But ultimately like it's removing you from truly experiencing their experience and also like fully saying, no, universe, you have me. I am trusting that if I'm not where I'm headed, you will self-direct. And here I am making the action to show it. Right. And I think that's, that's the key experience. Mm -hmm. Life is just an experience. Even if you go off the rails, you have had the experience of going off the rails and life is going to heal you back to where you need to be. Mm -hmm. You're okay. Even if you fall down, you're all right. You've had the experience of falling down. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
now you're going to have the experience of self-healing. How about yeah. that? It's okay. No matter what, no matter what. And that I really firmly believe that what's meant for you is unstoppable. Even oh, it's a universal law. You can't miss it. it. You can't. You can't miss it. And I say all the time that what's meant for you has your name on it. Mm -hmm. it's not like it's got five names on it and whoever gets there the fastest gets to have it. No, right. it's got your name on it. So even if you take detours, even if you get lost, even if you fall down a few times, it's still waiting for you. It's okay. And it's moving towards you too. It's not just standing there inert. Right. It's making its way towards you too. So maybe we find comfort in that. We find comfort in, I'm going to start trying things out. And if it's a no, I'll get a no. If it's pivot, I'll pivot. But I'm going to go out there and experience walking into the unfolding unknown and learning about myself there and supporting myself there and trusting and loving myself there, even in the not knowing, especially in the not knowing. That's how we create new worlds, is you walk into an unknown and put something there. Yes. And in walking into the unknown and putting something there, you have to be willing to relinquish judgment. And I think that that is such a thing that we've been holding onto so much of like, oh, I've fallen. I shouldn't have taken this straight. I shouldn't have done that. And we went to go into the judgment of, oh, this is my fault or, oh, this is their fault. And that was the wrong decision. And, you know, it's like almost being pushed back in a lot of ways of like, what if there was no right and wrong decision? And I mean that like not morally, like killing somebody, like more of like taking the, a left turn versus a right turn, you know, like what if either way you're going to end up at your final destination. If we know that life has a calling card for you and is coming for you is just for you, no matter what, like, no matter if you turn a right or a left, or if you take six rights, like it's, you're going to end up where you need to go. It may just take you longer than you have determined you should take to get there. Yeah. If you take a left and you should have taken a right to get there faster, the life will put up a literal roadblock in front of you right. and make you go the other way. Right. And so there's no need to judge that of turning left or taking longer or the experiences that we have because there can be true liberation in the fact that like all of the experiences are just that they're experiences that are sharpening us they are acting as the stone hitting the diamond and making the diamond shine like that is helping to sharpen our edges so that we are are able to be completely receptive and in our sacredness and so like I always say, I come to why. Why? Yep. Why are we being asked to understand this right now in mm -hmm. particular? Right? Why is this coming to a head? And I, and I think that it's important to recognize the long haul in this. And the long haul is that there is a new world emerging. Mm -hmm. And to be in it, to be part of it, to choose it, we're going to have to trust life itself. And not just what's been done before, not history, not tradition, not our own uh, limited perception expectations to go, don't know what's around the corner, but I'm gonna go find out. Yeah, I keep um, hearing the word um, intention lately of living a life, an intentional life. 
and living with intentionality um, and community that is intentional. And I, I take that very literally in the sense of like, okay, you know, obviously background in health and nutrition. So I'm very intentional with what I put in my body. And equally, I try to be very intentional with the thoughts that I think and the company that I keep because that is helping to create a new world for me personally and then also for the collective, right? And I think that that is, um, that's the why to me a lot of times of like, okay, the new world is coming from the place of intentional living, of stripping down the judgments, stripping down the naysaying, stripping down the reactivity and moving more into an intentional space of, oh, wow, I just got sideswiped. But if I'm being very intentional with my reactions and with my presence, I don't have to react. I can just ah, breathe. So good. So it, it fascinates me how you, you, you intuitively know what's happening in the astrology. So that's, that's Uranus and Taurus retrograding back into Aries. Right? Mm -hmm. So Uranus and Taurus is where the new world is emerging, meaning that, that we're going to start rebuilding new things based on a revolutionizing of what we find important. Like you say, like what is our true intent? Mm -hmm. What is our intent and have reality materialized from that? Uranus is retrograding back into Aries for a few months. And my opinion is that that's happening because Right now, if we look out at the world and we're like, oh, shit, we're going to have to rebuild all of it. Mm -hmm. I think Uranus is going back into Aries and saying, didn't I just tell you for eight years then you're stronger than you think? Mm -hmm. Didn't I tell you for eight years to use your ego and your power and your strength to do something radically new? Didn't I just tell you that? Right. And I think we're going to go, oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> And then it'll go forward. And, and it's exactly that mm -hmm. of using our power and our strength going forward into creating new things based on what we find important. Yeah. So that's where the digging comes in, you know, of what do you find important? And there's not like a stone left unturned there, you know, like what do you find important in the food that you eat, the company that you keep, the thoughts that you think, what do you find important in the exercise that you do and the work that you accomplish in this world? How you parent, how you parent yourself. You know, like, there's no stone left unturned in that manner of, okay, well, if I was living as, if I, like, I always come to, back to this question. If I was being the sacred being that I truly be, would I choose this in this moment? What would I stand for? If I was really able to recognize that, like, I am infinite and we are all infinite, but sometimes we don't live there. And when, if I was able to just access that, if I'm being my infinite self, what would I stand for? What would I truly deeply desire? What would I want to see in the world? How would I collaborate with that and show up? What is the intention behind being my infinite self? That's right. You know, in, in the spirituality circles, you hear stories of people who have crossed over to the other side mm -hmm. and they have messages coming back going, yeah, all that stuff doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If I had it to do over again, I wouldn't have done any of that. It doesn't matter. I, I don't want to wait till then. No. I want to do that now. And, and it's hard to grasp that, I think, sometimes. And so the next, the next step is, is thinking about 
what if you look if you're on your deathbed and you've got maybe 10 more minutes to go and you look back would you really be like i didn't buy enough legos yep <laughs> i don't so think true. so i don't think so so true i am you want to do things that are interesting. You want to find, like, Taurus is about the very best that life has to offer. And mm -hmm. you can fall into traps of, that means a bag of diamonds. No, mm -hmm. it doesn't. Right. No, it doesn't. No, it could mean a farmer's market. Yeah. It could be planting a, flower, a field of flowers. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could mean just soaking in the sun. It can be, like, that luxurious, but on a very, very intimate level. That is not about money and luxury of like, what can I buy? That's right. I, I, um, this is going to sound weird, but um, now that I don't have a corporate job anymore, right. I never wear heels anymore. And I'm like, my feet feel so much better. And I think about it. <laughs> looking back, I'm like, what was I thinking? Mm -hmm. That's foot binding. Why did I do that? Well, because that was fancy. That was right? fancy. <laughs> fancy and that's the culture. That's what you do. <laughs> And then it's like that. Like, look around. What are we doing? Mm -hmm. Do you really want to wear those shoes? I yeah. know your feet hurt because I've worn them before. Yeah, they're not comfortable at all. No. Yeah, I think, you know, asking a lot of times, you know, I take it back to like that childlike wonder. And, you know, for anybody that's listening, you know, Susan and I have been working on this project and there's a... A meditation that we were working on that was returning to like the childlike innocence right of okay I'm experiencing this big thing and I'm reacting to it but is that really in the bigger picture something that I need to spend time on and when I was in high school I got moved to a new high school and it was really a bad situation because I for many reasons right and so I remember at one point in time I put up a a picture in my locker that said five years from now, will this matter? If no, let go. And it's really like, it can be that simple. If it's not going to matter a month from now, whether or not you're wearing heels or whether or not you've painted your kitchen blue or whether or not you have ate ice cream for the last week, whatever it may be, like you can let go of it. You don't need to let it hold on because I think you know, from an energetic and from a health standpoint, the more things that we hold down to, the more things that we get like bogged down by, the slower we start moving. It's like Erica Badu's song, Bag Lady, right? Like you are held down by bags. You slow down in your ability to be present in the world because you are carrying all this stuff with you. And what would it look like to be able to cut that away and release it so that you can be truly like in that spaciousness of being infinite and being an allowance of life. Right. And so it's, I think it's easy to look around and go, none of this matters, mm -hmm. okay, but what would, right. And one of the things that I think probably is common is think about how you feel when you're on vacation, when you take a vacation out to the mountains or by the water or into the woods or to another country, and, and you think, I wish I could live like this all the time. Mm -hmm. You can. Yeah. You can. If you drop everything that doesn't matter and adjust your life to what brings you true peace and resonates, resonates with you deeply, you can. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's going to be a lot of people listening to this that go, well, I can't. Mm -hmm. You sure? Are you sure? Because I've made a leap 
Yep. And again, I, I said I can't for a long time. I did too. And I am really getting that lesson right now. Um, and one of my dear friends is getting that lesson too, of the sense of, I am dog sitting as to why you guys heard the dogs, but I've realized in moving and doing some transitions right now, like how little you actually need. I have my son. We have food. We've got clean clothes. I've got community and I've got the woods. I am good. I am taken care of. I am held and I'm supported. And I think we can very easily put on this mask of, Oh, but I need all this stuff. Oh, but I have to have this because this is what success looks like. This is what makes my house comfortable. But do you really need it? Like, does it really have to be there? So, you know, like there's that piece where we can just move through and be present with whatever is unfolding for us and also recognize that we don't need to grasp onto things like we can just pick up and travel across the country and have that ease of what it looks like to just pick up and go backpacking or go to the beach yeah and and so and so what is important to you is it important to you that you match the magazines is it important to you that you check the boxes of all the things that they told you to buy so you bought it and you're like yeah you i bought it oh i've got the thing is that important to you right i i come from a fine dining restaurant back, back, background. And uh, I haven't been to a restaurant in a while, most, mostly because I'm working all the time. And I, for just because we felt like it, we went to a restaurant the other day. And um, I, people knew me there. It's a taco place that I go to where I go mm -hmm. to work a lot. Um, and they were like, oh, hi, I haven't seen you in a while, blah, 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 whatever. And they were like all over us and stuff. And I, and I was looking up and I was going, I don't think I like this anymore. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be at home right now. I don't care anymore. The things that I that were so important to me before, that I thought were um, what I wanted to receive in life, they don't really matter. It's kind of dumb. Isn't that interesting how that shifts? Like all of a sudden, when you start coming really into presence and like acknowledgement of your sacredness, it's like, what? Did I really? Did I really? I, I enjoyed this for some time, but now. I, no, I, I don't really need to do it. Like I'm, I'm okay without doing it. I do want to be at home and I want to be making really good food and I want to be making art and I want to be like playing and enjoying the world and enjoying community that is also very intentional rather than like, Oh, I want to go see this and I want to go do that. Do you think that's an age thing or do you think that the world is changing? Mixture of both. I was just wondering the same thing when you were talking about going to the restaurant scene because I have my son and I went out to um, have pizza last night and I had the same thing where I was like sitting there and being like, I'd really rather like have made food at home and poured myself a glass of wine at home. Like, and turned on music and just be at home. Right. So, and yeah. yeah. And I'm like, is that really an age thing or is that, I think, I really do think that this is more of a mixture of both that I do think that the world is changing in a manner of like, okay, but what really brings you back into presence? And you and I both will agree that what brings us into presence is making really good food and having music on, right? That that's where we find that comfort of coming back into ourselves. Yeah, because there's because there's intent involved. Right. Because there's love involved. 
because you've because something has come out of your heart and has materialized. Yeah. And because it requires presence. Like you have to right. be, if I'm chopping up and sauteing vegetables and I'm starting with garlic, I've got to be really intentional with the, the crushing of my garlic. Otherwise I'm going to cut off my finger. Like, <laughs> the, you know, I ha- like, that's what I love about cooking. And that's why I teach people to cook because it's the, that very thing of like, it is a meditation. It's an active meditation. You have to be present within each piece of it. You can't get to the end of where you're serving the meal when you're still in the matter of chopping it. Like you have to be very intentional moment by moment. And you have to be with yourself, right? Like, like being with yourself going, that's enough pepper. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. talking to yourself like that. Yes. Right. And like, okay, so the onions can wait, but right now we need to blanch the broccoli. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is be, definitely be a meditation. Yeah. Yes. It's a meditative practice. And I think it's, the new world that I am sensing is more of that in um, Thich Nhat Hanh speaks about this too. Um, and um, John Kabat-Zinn also has books about this. It's called mindfulness meditation, where what would it look like for us to be in every single moment of our lives with that same intentionality, with that same meditation and focus that we do when we are cooking and preparing a meal to nourish our bodies. That's right. He said, when you're doing the dishes, do the dishes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Being that present with ourselves mm-hmm. of, oh, right now I'm brushing my teeth. Mm-hmm. There's that tooth. There's that tooth. Yeah. We're about to go to bed. Yeah, we are. It's a long mm-hmm. day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Being very mindful and tuned in. And maybe that's where the place of infiniteness is and intentionality, but also where our confidence and the humbleness absolutely reside. So I wonder, again, about is the world changing or is this age? I wonder if it's, if it's that all those expectations of what things were going to give us, what being busy was going to give us, what entertainment was going to give us, they all disappointed us. And we're like, it wasn't there. Okay, I'm going to try mm-hmm. something else. It's not there. I know it's not there. I tried it. All right? Yep. Let's try bringing it down a notch. And just being here. How about that? And and I like the, I like being surprised that that delivers. Mm-hmm. I yeah, like being like surprised by that. Mm-hmm. We pivoted from it. I th- I agree with that completely. Of like, oh yeah, I've gone to the concerts, I've gone to the movies, and like I've gone to the restaurants, and then like actually that's not that's not what really truly felt filled my cup up. Did I have enjoyment in it? Was it entertaining? Yes. Did it serve its purpose of what it's supposed to do? But yes. But was my soul fed by that? No, but is my soul fed by sitting on my porch, having good conversation and tea with my girlfriends? Absolutely. Yeah.